afternoon, everybody. Eric Lofholm here, joined by Dr. Donald Moyne. Welcome to our weekly influence show coming to you live every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and as well as podcast. Dr. Moyne, how are you doing today? Having a great day. I've got about five or six hours of work ahead of me. So I'm uh, psyching myself up to do that. Welcome everybody from the East Coast to the West Coast, Canada. And if some of you are tuning in from around the world, welcome. We're very happy to have you here. Yeah, I see a number of you are already here. If you want to take a moment and type into the chat, where are you joining us from? What part of the world? Type that into the chat and uh, I'll put some up on the screen here as we're talking today. And we are going to do a show today talking about um, storytelling in selling. And specifically, we're going to talk about money stories. And Dr. Moyne, why don't you give a little context for um, why stories matter? Let's talk about stories in general in the first place. And then let's jump into our topic around money stories. Okay. Folks, we were raised on stories. Think about it. When you were a little kid in the crib, what did your parents do? They told you stories. They didn't lecture you with facts and statistics. They told you stories. The first books we read and throughout elementary school, and for many of us, even high school and college and even today, people love stories. When you meet with someone, Eric and I met for a couple minutes before the show. I said, Eric, how did your day go? He told me a true story about his day, an amazing story. So that's just the way we think. We're wired. We are the only animal in the universe that we know of that is hardwired to understand the world through stories. So it's one of the most powerful things you can do in selling is to communicate with stories. I have never met a sales superstar who did not use stories, metaphors, and word pictures. They really make a concept come alive. When I look at my own performance, I know when I have been my most effective, it's when I've had my best stories to share with another person. Now, there's about eight to 10 different types of stories. There's pleasure stories. There's money stories, sometimes called price stories. There's progress stories about how whatever you're selling is going to bring someone into the future. They're going to be modern, the most up-to-date. You've got the latest iPhone. You have the latest um, electric vehicle, uh, whatever it is. Um, there's uh, Pleasure stories, of course, if you're selling vacations, et cetera, et cetera. There's family togetherness stories. The reason that people do a lot of the things that they do in life is because there's someone they love and they, they want to you know, in, in, increase the quality of their life. So what we're going to focus on today is probably the most widely used type of story. And... We're going to get into some really powerful concepts about it, and that is money stories. Everyone is concerned about money. Even people who, even billionaires, are concerned about money. I've known a couple billionaires, and believe me, they're very concerned about money. And even if you don't know any, if you've read stories about Elon Musk or Donald Trump or any other billionaire, you know they're very concerned about money. 
So the first uh, idea I want to share with you, I'm, I want to encourage you to write this down in big letters, write this down. Whatever you want to sell, sell it with a story. Whatever you want to sell, sell it with a story. Have you ever gotten stuck in sales? Have you ever kind of reached a point where you thought, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I, I've been there. I've had that experience. Think of a great story. It'll really make the concept come alive if you tell it well, and it could get you through that impasse and get you to the close or get you very close to the close. Now, the, the next thing you need to know about money stories is that there are two types of money stories. There are stories about, I can help you save a lot of money. And there are stories that I can help you make a lot of money. And one of the things I've learned from working with a lot of salespeople is that almost no one uses 50%, I'm going to save you money stories, and 50%, I'm going to help you make a lot of money stories. We tend to sell in the way we buy. We think that people are just like us, that people make buying decisions the same way we do, and it's really not true. Some people are hardwired to really want to save when they make a purchase. I know a woman, she's a financial planner. I don't think she's ever bought a new car in her life. She could easily afford one, but she always buys a car that's two or three years old, a nice car, but it's two or three years old. Why? Because she's obsessed with saving money. I have another client who is a younger lady very, very successful. And she is not at all concerned about saving money. If you tell her, I'm going to help you save money, she is probably going to be turned off because she's going to think it's lower quality. Uh, it might fall apart. And she spends a lot of money on clothing. She bought a new house last year, but it was a very nice house in Orange County, California. Before she moved in, she spent four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to fix it up even though it was a very nice house so you have to first of all ask yourself this question what kind of a buyer am i you know all great salesmanship starts with self-awareness you want to be very aware of yourself your own biases your own prejudices are you primarily someone who buys because you want to save money or do you buy things that are going to help you make money? I know people who scrimp and save every penny they can so that they can buy a rental house or an apartment building. I used to own a few apartment buildings. I was I was kind of like that for a time in my life. And I tried to put everything I, I could uh, round up into either the stock market or real estate. Uh, or are you the kind of person, so just figure out your own bias because you're probably overusing that. You're probably assuming everyone's wired the same way that you are wired. I'm going to give you some additional examples uh, later on in the show. But at this point, I wanted to turn it over to Eric to share some golden nuggets with you. Fantastic, Dr. Moyne. Well, those are some uh, tremendous ideas. And I want you all to think about when talking about making money or saving money makes sense. For example, some of you are in network marketing. 
network marketing is a business opportunity. And it's all, if somebody's going to join your network marketing opportunity to grow a business, they're doing it to make money. So you're going to want to tell stories of everyday regular people, a teacher, a chiropractor, a this, a that, where they got involved and now they're you know making more money than they were as a teacher. And you can use a, a script like when you're asking probing questions, imagine you're now making more money in your business than you are as a chiropractor. Would you keep being a chiropractor or would you quit? Some people would say, I love being a chiropractor. I wouldn't want to quit. Other people would say that they would want to quit. And they say, well, let me share with you a quick story about somebody who also is a chiropractor and they got involved and here's why. And they're now making double what they were making as a chiropractor. And that is an extremely persuasive story. If you think about how solar is sold, right? So I have solar in my um, on my roof, right? It's not that I want to put panels on my roof I'm <laughs> it to save money, right? I want to make the smart choice and I'm doing it to save money. And so one way to sell solar is to tell stories of other people here in the community that have homes just like mine. And they're now saving, you know, hundreds of dollars of, of money on their uh, electric bill. Another one is um, real estate. Some of you might be a real estate agent and the you're trying to get the listing and the person says, you know, will you take lower than a 6% commission on the listing? And you could tell them a story of how you helped another person with their listing and you got the price over asking price. So it more than made up for the commission. In other words, you're you're saying to them, it's valuable for you to pay me my full commission because I'm going to do the marketing to get the price up on the property. And, and you're going to make more money if you go with me than with another agent who would take a lower commission. So if you want to make the most money at the close of escrow, then you would want to pay me my full commission. And so these are all important points to make when it comes to your sales process. And to Dr. Moyne's point about storytelling, you can tell the same story every time you present because it's new for the prospect. It's not new for you, but think about it. The more you tell it in theory, the more confident you are in delivering it, but it's always going to be new for the prospect. And I want to, I want to share one more idea and then turn it back to Dr. Moyne. And Dr. Moyne told me something. It was probably 25 years ago, maybe longer. He said this one thing, and the essence of it was this. He might not have said these exact words, but here's basically what it was. Eric, before you present, figure out the success stories you're going to tell in the order that you're going to tell them in. And that's pretty simple. But it, it landed with me to the point where I'm like, I pretty much do that every time I present. I'm presenting tomorrow. I've got a webinar where I'm going to be selling a $5,000 product tomorrow. And when I fine-tune the script tonight, I will think, what are the success stories I'm going to tell in what order I've literally used that one technique thousands of times. So if you're watching this right now, if you've never done that or never strategically consistently done that, there's the nugget, figure out the success stories you're going to tell in the order you're going to tell them in, and then deliver your, when you deliver your presentation, just follow through on that. That is tried and true. It's money in the bank. It's a really powerful idea. And with that, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Dr. Moyne. Oh, those are some great insights, Eric. Um, 
you know, I want to go back to multi-level marketing. I, a number of years ago, I worked with a, uh, I forgot exactly what his designation was, like Diamond Direct or Super Diamond, or, you know, they have all these different levels and the different multi-level marketing, network marketing organizations. Well, he was with Amway. And of course, he told the stories about, you know, look at how much money um, this person made when they signed up. And, and you, you not only want to talk about how much money they can make with this opportunity, but how much money they can make with you specifically, with you as their leader, with you as their motivator, with you as their sales trainer. That is really key because you don't want them to think they can just sign up with anyone and have that kind of success. But it was very interesting going through his presentation, helping him with his presentation. When he actually got into the sales presentation, see the way he signs up people, the way he recruited people was through make money, make money, make money. But the way he sold the product was save money, save money, save money. He said, you see this little box of Amway laundry detergent? It can wash more loads of clothing than this giant box of Tide detergent because it's so much more concentrated. So he really emphasized the money-saving aspect of what he was selling. And let's say you're, you're selling vitamins in multi-level marketing. You can tell someone, you know, right now you're having to take um, 15 different vitamins, maybe 20 different things, you know, between this vitamin, that supplement, et cetera, et cetera. But with our new super formulation vitamins and supplements developed by chemists with PhDs in organic chemistry, um, using the finest ingredients, you're only going to have to take three or four of these uh, pills per day to get all the benefits and think about how much money that's going to save you, um, how much healthier and stronger you're going to be, how much more energetic that's going to help you make more money right there because you're going to be able to get up earlier in the morning. You're going to sleep soundly at night. You're going to bounce out of bed with tons of energy and you're going to have a very productive day. You're going to have incredible mental clarity and focus. So, you know, there's, there's really a lot of opportunity here, folks, to be creative, to have fun. Uh, I want to share with you a couple of other stories, a couple more in insights, and then turn it over to Eric. My first partner many years ago was a gentleman named John Hurd. He was a super successful salesperson, an award-winning salesperson in several organizations, and then he decided to become a sales trainer. Now, I was in my mid-20s, a young PhD, one of the first sales psychologists in the country. John was in his mid-60s, very experienced guy. I learned a lot from him. You know, I'd worked my way through nine years of college as a salesman, but there was still a lot of things I hadn't learned from personal experience. I'd learned from John. One of the things that was interesting about him is that every two years, he would go out and buy a brand new car. He lived in Detroit, Michigan, and he always had to buy an American car because back then people in Detroit, a lot of people worked for car companies and they hated you if you drove a foreign car. So he would usually go out and buy the biggest, most expensive Cadillac that was available. And I asked him why he did this. And the reason was, he said, because I said, John, you're spending a ton of money 
on these cars. You're turning in these cars that don't have much mileage, and you know you you could you could save so much money if you just kept the cars for three or four years. You know these Cadillacs they're good for two hundred thousand miles, and uh, but he said it helps me make more money because when I drive up, this was in the day when you know before Zoom calls and any of this. So this was in the day where you would. Uh, set up appointments over the phone and you would sell face to face. It was belly to belly selling. And he said, I drive up in my car. They see it. They know, they tell themselves that guy, John Hurd, he's real. he's must be a really successful guy. He always has a brand new, beautiful Cadillac. So he, you know, I'm, I'm sure some salesperson told him that at one point in his life that, you know, Hey, why are you driving this car? It's four years old. You know, people are going to judge you by that. And he just, it was firmly in his mindset. So if you wanted to sell him a car, you know, talking about saving money would absolutely not do it. Um, the, I want to talk to you. I, I know some of the people on the, on the uh, show today are in the financial planning field or the insurance field in financial planning. There's about 800,000 or so financial advisors in the country. A typical fee is 1% per year on the money that you manage for, for your client. So if you have a million dollars with a financial planner, you might uh, charge 1%. So that'd be about $10,000 per year. And the reason I'm telling you this story, folks, is this is for those of you who are in a business where you feel like uh, everyone does the same thing, I have to do the same thing. I, I have to charge the normal price. And this, uh, this guy was a friend of mine, like me, he was a PhD psychologist. And we actually went, one of the colleges that we went to, we, we both attended together. He went uh, there at a different time than I did, but, um, he became a very good friend of mine. Well, his name is first name is Steve. Steve decided to leave uh, psychology. He was a PhD psychologist and he wanted to go into financial planning. And he noticed that, and for a few years he did what everyone else does. He charged 1% on what are called assets under management. And he, he was pretty successful, but you know, just a little bit above average. He just, he decided to totally flip the script. I'm gonna, here I'm gonna share with you a new concept called flipping the script. Do something different. Stand out amongst your peers. And what he announced, he, he had a one of the earliest websites out there. It's in the middle 1990s or so. He announced, I am going to charge, regardless of how much money you want me to manage, uh, $100,000, $20 million or more, Whatever it is, I'm going to charge a flat fee of $5,000 a year because I can handle it. It's not that much more work. The truth is, this is a big secret in financial planning. It's really not that much more work to manage a little bit more money as compared to less. Well, it, it, he struggled for a few years with this. People wanted to make sure they were really getting everything. And then he got interviewed in the Wall Street Journal. His business exploded, ladies and gentlemen. He started signing up dozens of clients, hundreds of clients. He got thousands of clients. He had to hire six people to help him with the work, but he still made so much money with this pricing strategy that he was able to buy a house in Carmel, California. That's where Clint Eastwood lives. 
they're movie stars who live there. They're retired Fortune 500 CEOs. So I want to encourage, uh, write, write this down in your notes. If you can use creativity in pricing. I know that you can't always do that. If you're working for IBM, you cannot suddenly have a sale on the computers, but there are other ways you can use creativity in pricing. I'll give you a couple more examples before the show's over. Eric, I wanna turn it over to you, my friend. Fantastic. Well, I wanna share a story, Dr. Moyne, of mm -hmm. a story that I'm using that's going to bring in over a million dollars in revenue. Wow. And the I'm going to do a screen share. We're new to this technology, so I, I, I think it's going to, going to work here. Let's hear breaking down. Let's try that one there and share. <clears throat> okay, you guys should be able to see this. So what's on the screen right now, this is the digital hub. And Steve Jobs created this idea or his consultants or advisors, somebody at Apple, Jobs gets credit for it. So Jobs was at Apple and they essentially kicked him out. He left for many years. He went and did Pixar, which that's Toy Story, Finding Nemo. He became a billionaire with uh, Pixar. And then Apple recruited him back when Apple was on the verge of bankruptcy. And he brought this idea in. And I'm going to show another photo of this idea that's a little easier to uh, see here. And that's this one right here. There we go. So this is called the digital hub strategy. And it was an integrated strategy to integrate the iPhone, the iPad, video, photos, music. And so Jobs brought this in and Apple went from being on the verge of bankruptcy to the highest, this is a money story, the highest valued company in the world based on the stock price. At one time, Apple was that. I'm sure some other company has it now. And so I looked at this and I thought, how do I apply that in my business? Or how do I apply that in the training industry? And so I came up with this concept and I brought it to Steve Hardison, who some of you know that name. He's known as the ultimate coach. And I created this picture on the screen here. <clears throat> and this picture was based on the digital hub applied to a training company. And so right now, everything on this screen has been implemented. Um, there's a Facebook group and there's a podcast and a membership website and YouTube channel. And most of the things on the screen didn't exist until I created this image and then I essentially brought it into the world. I manifested, if you will. And so how I'm going to make a million dollars off this idea is I'm going to go to a founder of a company who wants to take their idea out in a big way. And I'm going to tell them the digital hub strategy of how Steve Jobs took Apple from the verge of bankruptcy to the highest valued company in the world. And then I took that idea and I applied it with the ultimate coach. And I'm going to tell the success story of what I've been able to do with the ultimate coach. And then I'm going to say something like this. I'm looking for 12 companies that would like me to bring the digital hub to your company and I'll work with you as the founder and we'll create this for your business and we'll create a vision to you know, take your company to a much higher level, whatever that looks like for them. And I'm confident that the strategy is going to work. And ultimately what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna tell the same story over and over and over again. And I'm gonna appeal to 
that founder's desire to want to take their company out in, in a much bigger way. And this is an example of a story that I'm going to tell over and over. And I'm role modeling this for all of you to look for stories like that, that you can bring into your business and you can tell them over and over and over again. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Dr. Moyne. A great example. I believe you, Eric. I think you will make a million dollars from that. By the way, I know we have a few sales trainers on. I'm looking at some of your comments over here. I recognize some names. If you are a sales trainer, the types of money stories you want to emphasize are how much money you are going to make with me as your sales trainer. Eric and I have both written uh, several books. And in those books, we have lots of examples of how much money our clients have made uh, due to our coaching, due to our consulting with them. And, and by the way, some exciting news, folks. Eric and I decided over the weekend we are going to be writing a book together, which is going to come out uh, pretty quickly. It's actually going to come out pretty quickly. We'll give you some of the details later on. I'm very excited about that. Now, one of the one of the most powerful things you can do, this has helped so many of my clients, including a number of my clients right now, uh, make a lot of sales and increase their income, is you want to find out how the other person makes a buying decision. Don't assume that they make a buying decision the way that you do. As you, as you guys now know, some people primarily want to save money. Others are more interested in making money. And so whatever it is you are selling, let's say it's a house, let's say it's a car, let's say it's a computer, it could be computer software, you want to ask this incredibly powerful question, which you should write down. How did you decide to buy your last blank? Or let's say you're trying to get a listing, you're a real estate agent, you're trying to get a listing. Uh, someone someone to, wants to sell their house, you want them to choose you as their agent. How did you decide to pick your last agent and find out their strategy? Did they go for the agent who said, uh, I'm going to get you the best price. I'm going to get you the, the absolute highest price in today's market. Or did they go with someone and said, uh, you are going to save so much money. A regular agent might charge you $50,000 in commission to sell your house. I'm going to do it for half that. I've actually seen advertisements for, I'm connected to a lot of real estate agents on LinkedIn. By the way, everyone, if you're not connected to me and Eric on LinkedIn or Facebook, I'm not on Facebook, I'm only on LinkedIn, but you should go to the major social media sites, especially LinkedIn and connect with us. I have a quick story I'm a, I'll wrap up with here, which is my next door neighbor. This is the guy whose house is right over there, you know, uh, 40 feet away from me, uh, he uh, listed his house and the real estate agent, I talked to the agent, I went over to open house and talked to him, a very successful agent. The way that he got the listing was the guy wanted to get the maximum price for his house. So he listed the house, he got the listing, he said, I can, I can do that for you and I can sell it. He got the listing for three and a half million dollars. A month went by, they had a lot of open houses, a lot of people came through, beautiful house, great ocean view, great city view, and the house did not sell. 
So the agent went back to the homeowner and said, look, we have to do something. The market's cooling down. Interest rates are super high. Mortgage rates are super high. We have to do something. And he extracted the guy's uh, strategy. And the guy said, I'm motivated. I don't want to. He said, I, I, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to go. And the agent talked him down after only one month to $3 million. He got him to reduce his price. This is aston astonishing to me. By $500,000, the house sold in a few days. So it was a win-win deal. The guy got his, he's going to be getting his $3 million. And uh, the agent, of course, made a huge commission. He charged a full 3% commission. Some agents, I've actually seen this. They are saying, I will list your house. I'll put it in the MLS for 1%, for 1%. And then if I sell the house, I will take a 2 or 3% fee. So they're selling on uh, saving money. It's been my experience in real estate that the most successful agents don't do that. If you want to do that, that's fine. I wish you all the success in the world. One of the people I'm going to try to get on the show, Eric and I are going to be inviting some superstar guests on. Eric closed one of them today. It's going to be a great, great guest. One of the people I know is a gentleman named Tom Love. He, in the year 2008, was the most successful real estate agent in the world the most successful guy in the world. How do I know him? For 14 years, I had a second home in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was at the Las Vegas Country Club. Tom, I got Tom Love to list my house for sale. And that's how I found out that in 2008, he was the most successful real estate agent in the entire world. Now, you know what he charged me to list my house? 9% commission. 9%. But he told me so many success stories and he showed me the pictures and the numbers and how I got the highest price ever for any house ever sold in this neighborhood. In this other neighborhood, I got the, in Anthem, I got the highest price ever for any home sold in that neighborhood. And I signed up with him. So you have to find the right kind of buyer. You have to find out how do they make a decision in the past to buy a computer, to buy a house, to buy a car, and then use their value system, sell them within their value system. One final insight, folks, write this down. People cannot resist their own values. People cannot resist their own values. So you sell them according to their value system, and they almost have to buy. Eric? Great ideas, Dr. Moyne. And I want to cast a little vision for all of you. Um, I, I love thinking and vision. And so uh, we've done, I don't know, I think this is our sixth show or so. Um, and so far, it's been uh, Dr. Moyne and I sharing content. And we're happy to do that. We could do that every single week for, for several years. That's how much content we have. And we want to go out and get some of the, the most interesting guests around influence some of the most successful sales professionals around influence and i'll let the cat out of the bag about one of our guests he has the world record for most car sales uh, in a single year and i cold prospected him over instagram of all things <laughs> he's my prospecting skills and he's going to be on the show and so we're going to get some amazing guests so that's going to be happening here in, in the very near future. And this show is a podcast. You guys can get this on Apple Podcasts at theinfluenceshow.com. And I get all, all the episodes there. And I, I fully believe we're going to be one of the top 
business podcasts uh, on however they rank them. And then, uh, as Dr. Boyne mentioned, we're working on a book project right now that will be coming out this year. And we also, in the near future, we're going to have a, a special membership website for some type of a, a, an inexpensive monthly fee if you want to get more advanced content directly from us. And we might even do a mastermind. We've done this in the past, uh, and that's going to be at, at a premium price for a small group of people. Uh, we don't have any dates on that, but there's a possibility that we're going to do that. So some exciting things that are going to be born out of the show that we're really excited about. And um, the last thing that I want to share with all of you is that one, if you think about like a golf swing, right? If you make one tweak to your golf swing and it helps you every time you drive the ball on, you know, all 18 holes. Well, we're not obviously talking about golf. We're talking about your sales presentation. We're talking about your influence. So you have a, a story like the digital hub story that I told you guys, that's going to be the core story that I'm going to tell to enroll 12 people in, in a, you know, a, a vision, you know, high, high ticket coaching program, mm -hmm. little tweaks like that, mm -hmm. probing questions, adjust it just a little bit, adjust your clothes just a little bit. And all of a sudden it makes a huge amount of difference. So I'm sharing all that with you to really get you to value small improvements. And if you keep making these small improvements, it really adds up. And that's how, you know, really Dr. Moyne turned me into a superstar. It was the, all these little things, but I kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. And the little things, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had some, some significant shifts in my ability to persuade and influence others. And so Dr. Moyne, great to be with you today. Tremendous show. And yeah. uh, anything else you want to share? I just I've been reading all the comments here, Angie and all the rest of you. I love this positive feedback. Thank you all so much. Eric and I put a lot of work into the show. And uh, you know, your positive feedback means everything to us. So you guys have a fantastic week. Go out there, sell a lot, help your clients, help your customers. We want to hear your success stories. And we're looking forward to seeing you all. Invite your friends. Tell your friends about the show. Don't keep us a secret. Don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends about it. And uh, we'll see you all next Monday at the same time. Bye for now. Bye-bye.